Good morning, Northeast. I miss seeing you face to face, but it's great to join you online. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you from God's Word today. Firstly, I want to give a big shout out to all of our speakers who have shared over recent weeks with our series, A New Day, A New Way of Living. I think it's been inspiring and really helped us to think about how Jesus wants us to live. And today as we start a new series, it's actually going to continue that idea. And I'll share a little bit more about that uh, during my message. Our culture sets a standard of how we should live. The media relentlessly sells us the world standard. But Jesus, in his first sermon that he ever gave, he spoke about a standard that turns the world standard on its head. Jesus begins this sermon, it's often called the Sermon on the Mount, with some disruptive teaching designed to challenge our thinking and completely shift our perspective, declaring that the result of this will be blessing. Now it's interesting to note that Jesus calls what Jesus calls blessed conflicts with our cultural understanding. Jesus declares that there is blessing in mourning. He says there is blessing in persecution. There is blessing in meekness. But what do you think? Is there? Jesus answers with a definitive yes. But seeing the things the way that Jesus describes requires a perspective shift that just might turn your world upside down. Our new series, Beatitudes, Upside Down Living, explains what it's like to live a countercultural life. In the Beatitudes, Jesus is describing attitudes that we not should have, but that we should be, attitudes that we should live. And today we're going to spend time looking at the first Beatitude that says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm sure that like me, you don't think that being poor in anything is actually being blessed. But Jesus does. And that's what makes it upside down living. Blessed are the poor. Some of you might say, yes, I win. I'm pretty broke. But really, how is being poor a blessing? We think that because we associate being blessed with being well off, with being rich. You only have to hear someone uh, compliment someone on something. Maybe you go and visit someone's home and it's a, a grand and, and incredible uh, house. And you're there and you, you say to the host, what an amazing house you have. And they respond to you by, they don't respond to you by saying, oh, thanks, I'm so rich. They respond by saying, thanks, I feel so blessed to have this home. It's because we equate being blessed with being well off. But the first thing Jesus focuses on in this sermon is not blessed are the poor, but blessed are the poor in spirit. Now the word poor here is translated as destitute or bankrupt. Jesus says when you're destitute or bankrupt in spirit, in other words, when you're poor in spirit, that's when you're blessed. Really? I don't see how being destitute or bankrupt in spirit is a blessing. Let me share a story with you that might help to, you to understand this concept a little bit better. There was a pastor who was visiting Sydney and as he was walking through the streets, he came across a homeless man and this man asked him for some money. The pastor didn't want to give him money in case he didn't spend it in the right way, but he said, 
just wait there. And he went and bought him a hamburger and brought it back. And the man gratefully received it. And then the pastor asked him a question. He said, what's it like living on the street? He said, how long have you been living here? And the man responded, four years. And then he said, what's the hardest part of being homeless, of living on the street? And the pastor was quite surprised by his answer. He was expecting that the man might say, oh, being so desperately hungry and not having any money to buy food, or perhaps saying that, you know, the nights in winter are so freezing, it's terrible having to sleep on the streets. But what the man responded was, the hardest part is asking for help. And he said, well, if it's so hard, then why did you ask me for help? And he said, because I was so desperately hungry that I had to ask. I had no other way. And that's when it struck me. That's what it means. That's what it's like to be poor in spirit. When you finally get to the point that you are so desperate that you have no other choice than to ask God for help. It's at that point that Jesus says you are blessed because you have nothing and you go to him. So here is the first simple lesson in this verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit means you reach a point where you realize you are destitute, that spiritually you have nothing, you are bankrupt, you are empty. You can't dig your way out of the hole. You can't take care of yourself. You can't fix the problem. You can't redeem your situation. You can't put the pieces back together. The message version describes it as when you're at the end of your rope. Tim Keller explains being poor in spirit this way. Being poor in spirit is seeing that you are deeply in debt to God and you have no ability to even begin to redeem yourself. God's free generosity to you at infinite cost to him is your only hope. Sometimes it's hard for us to accept the fact that we need God's help because many people believe that God actually owes them something. He ought to answer their prayers and bless them because they've lived a good life. They feel like they've earned a certain standing with God. They also believe that what the place that they've reached is a result of their own hard work and effort. Well, Keller, Tim Keller describes this as being middle class in spirit. Middle class in spirit because we've worked so hard that God owes us something for all of our hard work. But you know, that's exactly what keeps so many of us from experiencing God's blessing in our lives because we approach him as as if we've done something for him and we deserve something in return. But that's not it at all. Jesus says you are blessed when you admit your poverty, when you admit your helplessness, your emptiness, your need. But that's hard for us because we want to maintain a good image as if everything's good with us. I think that all of us would rather give the impression that we have it all together, that we've got it all covered, than accept the fact and admit that we don't and it's not. It's like the person who drives around in the new car but's being chased by the debt collectors because they want to keep up the image that they have it all together. Spiritually, we can be like this. For a long time, we don't acknowledge the mess we're in. We don't want anyone to see inside, to look through the windows of our soul and see what we're really like. We don't want to admit that we need help. But Jesus says you are blessed 
When you realize and accept that you are empty and nothing you can do will fill you. And this is where we come to the second lesson in this verse. That when you're at the end of your rope, at the end of yourself, you are at a point where all you can do is ask for help. This means admitting that we can't do it by ourselves. Now that goes against what so many have been taught. You know that, that the self-help industry makes $11 billion a year because our society believes that you have to get it together and find out how you can help yourself and grow and make yourself into the best possible you that you can be. There are more than 45,000 different self-help books on the market. And why is that? Because there are no awards at special ceremonies for those who need help. We don't celebrate that in our culture. It's not something you put on your resume when you're looking for a job. I don't know how to do that. I would need some help. We don't celebrate that. We celebrate the self-reliant spirit, those who can help themselves. But Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, where you recognize your poverty and say, God, I need your help. The kingdom of heaven is yours. My prayer is that we all come to that point where we recognize and acknowledge our need and admit that we need help because it's at that point that we are blessed. When I finally say, I can't do it, I can't mend my marriage, or I can't fix my kids, I can't keep sober, I can't control my temper, I can't restrain my lust, I can't save myself, I can't put the pieces back together, but God can. And it's admitting that we can't do it and calling out to him and asking for his help. That's when we are blessed. When we take our hands off the controls and allow God to take over. Matthew 5, 3 in the message says, You are blessed when you are finally at the end of your rope because with less of you, with less of you there's more of God and his rule. Now, Perhaps we don't really think that it's good to be at the end of our rope. But Jesus says to me, when you reach that point and you finally ask me for help, that's when you're blessed. That's when you're going to experience the kingdom of God because you are no longer living in the kingdom of Pam or the kingdom of whoever, whatever your name is. You see, being poor in spirit means that you are completely emptied of yourself and filled with God. You're all in. You're not half in the kingdom of God and half in the world. God has you 100% and he will help you with everything you need. I was reading a survey about people's favourite Bible verses and one of them was this. God helps those who help themselves. It's a great verse that is nowhere in the Bible. It's not there. The Bible teaches us that God helps those who can't help themselves. He helps those who ask for his help. Go through the stories about Jesus and that's what you'll find. A woman who can't stop the bleeding. She's tried everything. She spent all her money on doctors who can't help her. She finally comes to Jesus knowing there is no one else who can help her. Nowhere else she can go. And that's when she's blessed because she's immediately healed. 
Then there's the centurion whose servant was sick and paralysed and he knew that he could do nothing to help his servant. He tried to find ways and so he sends for someone to ask for Jesus' help. And when he cries out for help, Jesus helps him and heals his servant. This is how Jesus begins his first sermon, the beginning of his ministry. He says, you are blessed when you admit that you need my help. You are blessed when you realize you are broken and empty and you cannot fix or fill yourself. In that moment, Jesus says, I will give you life, abundant life, more life than you can imagine. That is blessing. So let me close with this. This isn't a self-help sermon. Two easy steps to tick off and you'll be okay. It's a reminder to all of us that there's only one person who can help us with the things that we need the most. And that's not me, but Jesus. When you go home today, I want you to look at all the things you have, your material treasures, what the world counts as the blessings of life. Then think about what really makes you happy and make a list. I'll be surprised that most if not all of what brings you happiness is not about those people who love you and those you love, rather than material possessions. Then after that, make a list of what you need help with. Tell God that you can't do it, that you are at the point where you need him. And then pray and ask for his help and be blessed as he keeps his promise to help you in your time of need. Let us pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you so much that you've shown us how to be blessed. It's not about what we have. It's about who we are in you. It's about who you are in us. And as we admit that we are empty, that we have nothing, that, that really that we can strive and try and, and put every effort into trying to achieve but God at the end of the day it's when we allow you to fill us that we're going to be truly blessed and we're going to experience your kingdom in all of its fullness. I pray for everyone who's listening this morning Lord I pray that they will have a, a sense of your greatness of your love of your grace and that as we wait upon you and remember how blessed we are, not because of the things we have, but because of what you did for us. You gave your life for us. You gave everything for us so that we could have relationship with you. Help us, Lord, to be grateful for that. Help us to realize the blessing we have that when we get to that point and realize we are empty, that you fill us and we experience true blessing in our lives. I pray that as we, we walk into this week, Lord, that we will walk with you, that we will keep calling out to you for help. We will not try and think that we have the answers. We will not try to have a foot in the world and a foot in the kingdom, but rather, God, we will come humbly before you and we'll admit our need of you and we'll allow you to fill us and strengthen us and equip us and take us forward into this week. So I pray your blessing over every person who's listening, Lord. May the truth of what this message is, that we are blessed when we are emptied, when we are at the end of our rope, because then we have more of you in our lives, more of who you are to fill us up, 
to lead us and to bless us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.